Dang it, Bobby, shut up. It's time for Yab's Pod. Welcome back to yet another bullshit podcast. As always, I'm Jeremy. He's Dalton, and we're here to entertain you for a couple hours this week. So, how's your week been, Dalton? Uh, kind of, kind of boring, if I'm honest. Um, I've been playing playing some video games and stuff, but uh, other than that, not not much. I've been grilling more because it's been like warm outside. But oh, yeah. today, today, unfortunately, like I, I stepped outside to smoke a cigarette earlier and. Dude, it rained for like five minutes, and in Florida, when it rains for five minutes, it goes from like being I don't know ninety degrees to one hundred and ten because the humidity. Oh, it does that here too. It's fucking terrible. It's awful, man. So I've been staying yep. inside today, but uh, yeah, not much, man. What about you? What you been up to, man? Uh, mine's been the opposite of boring. I've had probably one of the most stressful weeks uh, I've had in a long time. Um, so Jen and I have officially split up. So dealing with the fallout of that that's been really fun um it's been like a hell of a week i ended up going to my doctor and getting uh some antidepressants so hopefully my disposition gets a little more cheery in a week or two we'll we'll (laughs) definitely find out one way or the other um yeah just just a crazy week um did start watching stranger things season four that's been pretty good so far um went to see the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness Thursday night, I think. That was uh it's pretty good. It's like if you're if you're a Doctor Strange fan, you're probably like popping popping a little gene tent. But <laughs> uh like I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan, so I'm not up on a lot of his story and stuff, but it was an interesting movie. Like they had uh some pretty interesting cameos in it. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. It's supposed to be on Disney Plus the 22nd, I think. So, like, a few weeks from now. So, but yeah, I hate spoilers, so I'm not going to actually spoil any of it for anybody. Um, hey, much appreciated. Oh, yeah. I think I, I, put in the, I put in the group that the new trailer for the Beavis and Butthead movie got dropped and looks absolutely fucking hilarious. I don't know if you watched it or not. I have not had a chance to watch it yet, but... I adore Beavis and Butthead, and I loved Do America. So this one is what called Do the Uni- Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Yeah. So in the trailer, basically Beavis and Butthead somehow it's inex- it's not explained. Somehow end up on a fucking spaceship and end up in space and get sucked through some wormhole or something, and they basically like wake up or like get back to Earth in 2022. And it's funny because they like wash up on a beach or something and Butthead's like, hey, Beavis, look at the number on that sign. And it shows a sign where it's like some advertisement for like a public event. And it's like July, whatever, 2022. And Beavis is like uh, two, uh, some kind of circle. And uh, and Butthead's (laughs) like, no, not that number. That one. They point up and it says like 69th annual. He's like 69, and they both start doing the the regular like laugh. Oh, uh, dude, it looks it looks funny as shit, man. Mike Judge is great. I've loved like yeah. everything I've seen that he's done. And, I uh, uh, I saw where he's him and uh, he like him and his buddy that did King of the Hill started a new animation company or whatever, and they're gonna be bringing back King of the Hill. 
I heard that and I'm little I'm a little torn on it because I love King of the Hill. But like I can't imagine Hank Hill as like a Trump supporter or a GOP nut job or whatever. Like so I'm really really I, nervous to see how that plays out. It could be I don't know, it could be interesting if they do it where everyone's aged, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Maybe Bobby's in college. I guess maybe Bobby would be older than college by now. I don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, but say say Bobby's in college. Yeah. You know, that could bring up a lot of things that could be like uh, I learned something today type moments for Hank oh, yeah. if he's like one of those type of people. To where by the end of it, it could be that Hank's not that kind of guy anymore. You know what I mean? Like he's more oh, yeah. of a more of a Dallas Texan instead of the other areas of Texas. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see about that. I think one of the funniest episodes to me was the one where he uh, he got to meet George Bush, GW, shook his hand, and like he had a fucking limp handshake. Hank's just, bah! and oh. he decides he's not going to vote, so he just like goes to Mexico with Dale Gribble to yeah. avoid voting. I remember, I watched that not that long ago, and dude, he's got a limp handshake. Oh my god, it's oh, Tremendous. It's great. King of the Hill is one of the greatest fucking shows of all time, oh, dude. King of the Hill is amazing. Um... I know, like, Brittany Murphy's dead, so I don't know what they would do with Luann. I feel like they'll do like they did with Slinky Dog and Toy Story and just find someone who sounds similar and, and go with it. It's kind of the beauty of animation is you can do that if you have to. Yeah, yeah. Or have Luann be, like, moved away or something. You know, I don't know. There's Maybe different so. ways that you could cover it. So, sure. uh, who's your favorite King of the Hill character? Oh, my God. Um... I know everybody's answer is probably Dale, and that's a strong. That would probably be my answer. Um, Um, Yeah, I really, really like Boomhauer, but if I was gonna like pick a favorite character, just one that like I always end up laughing at, it's Bill, dude. Oh yeah, Bill Dotry. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's. I'll never forget watching Dodgeball, and the guy in that movie when he has the wife and he looks at her and he goes "L for love" and like you know with that whole scene, I was like, oh my god, that's that's fucking Bill Dotry. Yep, and yep. I looked it up and sure as shit, that's the actor who does his voice. And I was yeah. like, motherfucker, I know that voice anywhere. <laughs> Cause he was in uh he was in office space. Like, I mean, he's a pretty big, like, uh, I think he's a character actor, like a character actor. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been in a lot of stuff. He's fucking hilarious. Dude. Can't think of his name right offhand, but yeah, he's, he's hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah I'd probably say Dale just cause his antics. Um, I really like Joseph because he's just so fucking stupid. Like yeah. he's just that like that dumb jock, and it's oh, it's so funny. Yeah, Joseph the uh, the whole John Redcorn thing, like that oh, whole yeah. running theme is just tremendous yep. throughout that entire show. I don't remember did that ever come to a head? No, that um, series? I know there was the one episode where Peggy didn't know and she found out. And, like, everybody else was like, you're just realizing that now? And she's like, I'm going to tell Dale. And then, like, something happened in the episode where she saw how much, like, Nancy meant to Dale and how Joseph meant to him. And she's decided not to. Decided not to be a homewrecker. So, yeah, that's good, yeah. good for so, her. So, yeah, nothing, nothing ever came of it. But Peggy's so probably your, my least favorite character. I was going to say, who's your least favorite? It's definitely Peggy for me. It's the yeah. fucking, uh, the attitude and, like, the superiority and shit. I just. Uh, yeah. The more I watch it, the more I'm like, ugh, she just she gets on my nerves. Yeah, absolutely. Don't like her, and I don't. Uh, 
I have mixed feelings on Khan because Khan can be absolutely <laughs> hilarious, and then oh, other yeah. times he annoys the shit. Up, but that's what he's supposed to do. He's yeah. like a wrestling heel. You know what I mean? So like, oh, yeah. I respect that character, but sometimes he drives me crazy. I tell you who I didn't like at first, but I grew to love him was uh Lucky. I did not like Lucky uh when he first showed up, which he was voiced by Tom Petty. And Is that uh the, the boss? No, that's not the No, boss. that's uh Luann's husband, the the hillbilly. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, that I, guy. I didn't like him when he first showed up, but then he kinda grew on me. I didn't realize he was voiced by Tom Petty. Oh yeah. There's a lot of like big time musicians and stuff in that show like i know willie nelson did a special guest episode um oh that means luann and her husband are both dead yeah damn son so yeah that's maybe they'll just move them away <laughs> they they moved to saskatoon yeah because i don't know isn't uh is it tom petty's son that's the lead singer of the wallflowers yes yeah i believe so and he kind of sounds like him so maybe they could get him i don't know but yeah maybe so i don't uh, think that would be a super hard voice to to um replace i think i think a lot of people could pull off lucky yeah yeah i mean well yeah i mean you could get bob dylan to do it yeah <laughs> it wouldn't be too much different <laughs> or is it not tice bob dylan's son that's the the lead singer of the wallflowers isn't it um Oh, I got to look it up now. It might be. I might be that they're both in that band. I don't know because I know that George Harrison's son does some stuff. Uh, John Lennon's kids do stuff. Maybe, maybe it's Harrison's kid that does the Wallflowers. That's Bob Dylan. It's Jacob Luke Dylan because he oh. sounds a lot like his dad. Okay, well there you go. We were wrong. <laughs> yeah, we were wrong. Shocker. It's, it's a shocker. I know, but so, it happens. Just edit. I, just edit that out. We'll just go back. Just. <laughs> I, I do want to switch up subjects really quickly to something we were talking about right before we uh right before we got on before we go into the rest of our topics and stuff. So oh, yeah. um we were talking about how it sucks where sometimes like you'll get like like one of your ball hairs will get like caught in your boxers, you pull your boxers down, you yank a ball hair yeah. out, right? Like it's yeah. awful. So guys listening, when you're when you're looking at your dick and balls, you know that like skin on your sack that like attaches it to the base of your dick yep. right there? I used to have that pierced right uh, and i i wore and you would be surprised how many girls in high school you have your dick no let me see oh yeah i used to say <laughs> i wanted to get my dick pierced because it's like and people be like why I'd be like because 99 percent of the time when you say i've got a dick piercing the person you tell is gonna be like i want to see it yeah so I, I dude so many people have seen that area of my genitalia because sometimes i wouldn't even show them all of it i would just like pull it out so they could see the piercing because yeah. at some point it was like i it doesn't look good enough to show you right now. So yeah. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little cold in here. I need to we gotta, but, let, uh, me, let me toast it up real quick. I got really drunk at one of my buddies' houses one night, and uh, it was really hot in their house. I ended up falling asleep on the carpet in my boxers. Right? Ah, uh, yeah. You can see where this is going. And I woke up, and I like had to pee or something. And I went to get up, and I pushed myself up. And when I lifted my hips up, I was quickly yanked back down to the fucking floor. Uh, where my hoop thing, it was a, it was like a horseshoe, right? Yeah. That shape was caught on the carpet. Ah. Uh. And I had to reach down there and un get it unhooked from the carpet before I could get up. And dude, I had to put like peroxide and the sport on it because it tore it. Oh, it was rough. Ah. Uh. Fucking sucks so bad. <laughs> so yep. at least ripping out a ball hair doesn't hurt quite that much. I promise. 
<laughs> That's why, like, uh, I've never went with any piercings. I've never had any. But I did think about getting, like, my pubic area tattoo with, like, a skull and have a tongue coming out. Just have the tongue, like, go down the, the top of the shaft. Because I'm like, <laughs> you're kind of going to get the same result out of that. And then you have the added thing of they'll be like, oh, I kind of want to see that tattoo. But like, well, you, you got to make me hard first so you can see the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude at the bar is like, sure, bro, let's go. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, man, that, that, I mean, that would hurt like a motherfucker. Just the, the piercing oh. hurt like a motherfucker. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I, I'm curious if, a, if like actually tattooing your dick would hurt because yes. think about it like – what have you ever done to your dick that actually hurt? Like, I don't, I don't think it works that way. Bro. Like watching, do watching Jackass Forever, they literally took Chris Pontius's dick and put it like between two pieces of plexiglass that were shaped like ping pong paddles and squished it down flat. And he's like, it doesn't even hurt. It doesn't. And like I'm sitting there thinking, like, you can pull on that bitch. You can kind of wriggle it and fucking crank it like a hand crank and it doesn't do anything. Okay. Okay. But I've never been stabbed in the dick either, so... I was going to say, take a needle and prick yourself in the dick with it. And then just think about that about a thousand times. Well, see, that's like, the thing about tattoos, though, is no matter how badly it hurts, it's temporary. Yeah. Yeah, but so is zipping your dick up in the zipper. <laughs> no, dude, what hurts is fucking <laughs> this shit. Hold on. Like, chest bone? Yeah, dude, I have like a full chest piece. I've got 20-something tattoos. I have no idea anymore. But I got this full chest piece, and when he was doing right on my sternum, dude, like I was like, like shaking in the chair, just like he's like, dude, you got to hold still. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's involuntary. <laughs> I'm like, just I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna be pissed. We'll fix it in post. Just like do the best you can, because the line work is what sucks, and that's all I could get done at the time, because I had to let it heal. And then, dude, yeah. after I'd shaved my chest to get it done, because the guy I used to do my tattoos with. We were about efficiency. I was like, man, you know, I, I want to pay as little as possible for it. So, like, I'm going to do the pre-work for you. When I come in, I'm going to sit down. You're going to put a stencil on and start working. I don't want you to have to do any prep work or anything. Dude, I fucking got razor burn. Like, fucking my <laughs> chest turned, like, purple, dude. It was so fucking bad. Like, I never had it that bad in my life. Brutal. Yeah. Oh, uh, that would suck. Oh, yeah, dude. So, I can like, imagine right there on that chest I'm, bone. I'm hurt. healing a tattoo. My chest fucking itches like you wouldn't believe. Like, dude, I was fucking miserable for that week. And I oh, still yeah. have to go get it finished. At this point, the line work is kind of faded and shit because that was forever ago, probably 10 years ago. So I had to get all that shit, like, touched up and get all the shading and stuff done. But luckily, you know, I'm fucking broke, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about it anytime soon. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly like the tattoos that i have didn't hurt all that bad although all my tattoos other than the one on my chest like the one on my chest was professionally done so this one's yeah. like pretty and nice my other three were me getting drunk at my friend's house and letting her tattoo me oh yeah and she was real heavy-handed so like i have like a lot of raised scar tissue on my oh, tattoos yeah. you know what i mean and uh my arm oh i hit my microphone my arm one didn't hurt that bad the one on my shoulder blade uh, there were areas of it that burned like a motherfucker, but on my fucking calf, the legs uh, are, you wouldn't suspect the legs to hurt as bad as they do Yeah, on the side of my leg. Wasn't bad on the part that creeped over towards the back of my calf and creeped forward towards that shin bone. Oh my fucking God. Did that hurt? Oh yeah. 
And it's like, it was the strangest thing because she'd be focusing on stuff in the middle and it really yep. just felt, you know, it just felt like scraping. And then yep. as soon as she moved over to that tender fucking calf muscle, oh, yep. it was like searing hot needles stabbing into me. I was like, what yep. the fuck? And the part that sucks the worst is uh, leaving there and then trying to like, say you drive home and then you try to get out of the car and walk and all those muscles have fucking tightened. All the skin is tightened up from the trauma. And yep. you try to walk on, you're like, oh my fucking God, my leg's going to rip off. Dude, I've got a voodoo doll tattooed on the front of my left leg, so like right on the shin bone. So you're talking about a couple hours worth of work exclusively on the shin bone. And then my other leg has a wraparound uh, Godzilla versus King Kong sleeve I've started. And there's a not as much on the shin bone, but there's a little bit. Yeah, the shin bone, the, the chest bone, and then right here. So, like, oh, yeah. this one armpit that's area. under my arms, like, getting into the armpit, and that was a little tender and juicy. Man, I can relate to the leg thing you're talking about, but it wasn't from a tattoo. So, I've talked about my friend Mike before. He's He was fucking crazy, right? Oh, yeah. um, I, think I, I think I talked about him more on the Steam Machine podcast. So, to bring people up for Yav's pod, uh, I had this buddy... Um, and he would always get really, really, really drunk. Oh, I've, I've told actually I've told a story about this dude, but I changed his name during the story. So I'll let you figure out which one it was. So <laughs> Mike uh, would get real drunk and lose his absolute goddamn mind. Like I'm laying on a couch, just drunk, feeling good. And he starts he gets mad and he starts throwing shot glasses at the wall behind the couch that I'm what on. What the hell? And I just said, Mike let me fucking move and he just stood there staring at me like with this blank stare but he waited and i got up and moved and he continued to break every shot glass in his house by throwing it at the wall that kind of guy right this same night i watched this dude kick his toilet he was in his bathroom throwing up and then he got mad because he missed the toilet and he kicked his toilet till he broke it off and then me and brendan were running around trying to find where the water was at to shut the water off because now the house is flooding and mike just takes off into the woods no shirt no shoes just his shorts just takes off like so that's this kind of guy right so we're at his house one night and he's the type of dude that like say you're sitting like six feet away from him he'd be like hey you want to see something funny and he'd just like pull a paintball gun out of nowhere and just pop you three times from six feet away with a paintball gun right uh. um so there's one night it was me jeremiah and jordan and we were over there and this motherfucker just walks into the room and aims the double barrel shotgun at me and I held my finger up and I was like, what the fuck? Because I knew he wasn't just going to blast me in the head, right? There was something yeah. going on. So he goes, took a couple shotgun shells, took all the pellets and stuff out of them, filled it with wet paper towels. And I'm like, okay. And you, I said, and you're dead set on shooting me right now. He goes, yeah, I am. And I went, I'm going to need you to shoot me in the ass, Mike. I said, I will let you shoot me in the, in the ass cheek. If, if you promise me that that motherfucker is a wet paper towel in there. He goes, no, dude, I swear to God, it's a, it's a wet paper towel. I just want to see what will happen. I knew there was no getting out of this without being shot, so I wanted to be in charge of where I got that at, right? Yeah. So I'm like, so I turned around, bent over. He's from his kitchen to his living room, probably 10 feet. Yeah. If that. Puts that motherfucker to his shoulder. Boom. All of a sudden, my right leg just kind of just seizes up a little bit you know what i'm saying and i'm like oh right. fuck so he then quickly aims the the gun at jeremiah jeremiah is a skinny little dude he bolts and just runs out the house mike takes off after him so now they're running around mike's yard this is the middle of the night in keystone and just in this neighborhood area mike is chasing jeremiah around his house with a fucking shotgun 
while Jordan is getting me to his truck. Now, Jordan drove like this little two-seater pickup yeah. red truck, like an S10 or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, so he gets me into the truck. I'm fucking limping because I I don't know it yet, but I have this bleeding wound on my ass cheek, right? Uh, so he gets me into his truck. Jeremiah comes running around the fucking house and just like from six feet away from the truck just jumps and dives into the bed of the truck and Jordan just hits the gas and we take off through this back trail through the woods that goes back up into this other area in Keystone and we hear Mike boom and there was a dent in the back of Jordan's truck from where this hit him now I want you to think about this when we were driving away Mike shot that it dented the back of his truck he shot me in the ass with that from 10 feet away so where it hit me Basically, just hit my skin, and that circle it hit me in just pushed inward. Yeah. So, it was like it punctured a hole. I just pushed a hole in my ass. So, I had my entire ass cheek was purple and blue, and I just had this bloody fucking circle. And every time I'd take a step, bro, yeah, like you said, it's like my muscles would just, uh, uh, nope, nope, for like a week and a half, bro. It was fucking awful. And then they wondered why I stopped going over there and partying with him. And his wife, Megan, who was an absolute cunt, would be like, yeah, you're just a big pussy. You don't want to. You're afraid to get hurt to come hang out and drink with us. Yeah, I am. Go fuck yourselves. No, he pulled the paintball gun out. He'd had to lose some teeth that night. Like, I wouldn't have made it to the shotgun. Yeah. Well, I was young and dumb. I was like 16 at the time. So like, yeah. this was long before I learned to stand up for myself type like shit. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it was fucking wild over there bro and now they're both crazy trump supporters shocker yeah surprise surprise which is weird because i've watched i've physically seen mike having sex with men so i i don't i don't i don't get that whole thing but you know whatever whatever floats his boat (laughs) hey gotta Um, gotta fall for something i guess so before I know I know you want to talk about the Depp case, but this this jumped out to me more. What the fuck is yellow lead better? I have no idea what this is that you have on the topics. I need you to tell me because so I wrote that me. down. Um, so I love Pearl Jam. Like you know, they put the song Jeremy out when I was a kid. Yeah. My my cousin Chris, I know he listens to this. It was like Christmas or something. We went over to their house and he had got that for Christmas, the Ten album. And I saw my name on the back of it. I was like, oh, I want to listen to this album. So I go like, I think we went to his room and listened to it. And like, I fell in love with him. So I love the song Yellow Lead Better by Pearl Jam. But like, did Eddie fucking break his jaw on the way to the studio to record that song? And they were like, fuck it. Last day we got the studio rented. It's the last song on the album. Just fucking record what you can. We'll fix it in post. It's like, you know the song I'm talking about, right? I think so. Is that like their ballad song? Kind of, yeah. It's like, the, uh, but you can't like, understand a fucking word he's saying the entire song. Is it the one that's like, I don't, I'm really bad with Pearl Jam songs, but I think so. Let me send it to you real quick so you can listen to it because you've okay. heard it, but it, uh, I'm going to find a YouTube link for you. So no Spotify I mean, doesn't work that well. It's almost become a meme about the way eddie vetter sings like even yeah. like i love even flow but in that's a free land i'm like no, what the fuck yellow lead better is worse than that like i gotta wait for this american express ad to end and i can send it to you but dude it's just uh it's basically if you look the lyrics up it's him talk singing about like standing on his porch waving at people that are walking by and they don't wave back at him I don't know if you can hear it on my phone or not, but. 
Yeah, I'm looking it up on YouTube right now. I just switched it from my headphones, so hold on one second. Like, this I love it. It's exactly the fucking song I'm thinking of. Yeah. But like, well, yeah. peace summer. Yeah, you uh, cannot understand anything. Like, the rest of that album's not that bad. 10 is not that bad. Like, even flow is kind of rough, but like, most of their songs aren't that bad. Last Kiss, you can understand very clearly. But like, what the fuck happened with this one song? It's kind of like uh, In Agata de Vida, where it was supposed to be in the Garden of Eden, but dude was so fucking strung out. That's all he can manage to get get out. Yeah. Dude, please try to remind me later on in one of the questions that we have from the listeners to bring up In Agata de Vida. That's, that's all. I'll, I'll all leave right. it at that for now. But uh, so, okay. Uh, Spell Jam, man, Sp- like. Speaking oh, of Inagata DeVita, that's one of the best Simpsons episodes, too, where Bart switches the fucking hymnals for uh, Inagata DeVita, and they're just oh. in church for like eight minutes singing, <laughs> singing it. I don't think I've seen that. That's hilarious. Uh, I got to <laughs> find that clip and send it to you. It is hilarious. <laughs> I love The Simpsons, man. People like people like the shit on The Simpsons, but like I even watch recent episodes and I laugh at them. So, Dude, The Simpsons have always put out quality stuff. Yeah, man. So, oh, uh, old Johnny Depp, bro. Old Johnny Depp won his he, case. Uh, he won the case, um, sort of. I'm glad yeah, to hear of. that. I'm glad to see that because, I mean, at the end of the day, I've talked about it with friends, and I'm positive that they're both probably shitty people. They're rich, they're good looking, and they're celebrities. So, all the signs point to they're probably shitty people to be around. But, like, there was just so much evidence against her in that case that she just openly lied about that there's no way it could have went her way. I think the judge ruled, like, $10 for him in, like, punitive damages or whatever, and then $5 in something else. But the judge capped that at $350,000. And then she won, like, $2 something from, uh, I think she got $2 in her countersuit. So I think Johnny Depp ended up with like eight million that she owes him. So, so that's why I can't. I, I I would never be a judge because I would have awarded like okay, you get all this money, but she also like she needs to buy you a new set of bed sheets. Yeah, like I would just throw in something like that, and it just was like because that would just entertain me. But like that's not what being a judge is about. So that's exactly why I'm not a judge. <laughs> yep. Like the fucking go back to King of the Hill, the one where like uh. Hank got caught buying crack. Oh like he tells that, he tells that guy that was breaking in Hank's truck. He's like, you you like getting in, breaking into truck so much. I'm gonna sentence you to live in a truck for a month. Dude, I forgot about that where he's using crack and catching fish with it. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I wonder if I tried that because of that episode. Great stuff. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I've always liked Johnny Depp. He's always been one of my favorite actors. I didn't even know who Amber Heard was. Cause I don't watch Marvel movies much, you know? So I don't know. I was just happy that like, I mean, dude, she's shit on his bed. Like that's yeah. what I keep going back to is like, if I had a girl just shit on my bed, it'd have been over there. Dude. I think the worst part of that to me was that she shit on his bed, but like she told her friends about it and they were all laughing. Like dude, if my friend came to me, it was like, Oh shit, my girlfriend's bed. I'd be like, that's kind of that's kind of weird. You probably shouldn't have done that. No, dude, you do an upper decker like a fucking yeah. adult. 
<laughs> she like she said it was a prank guy. It's like no, a prank is like putting saran wrap over the toilet seat so you go to piss and it splashes everywhere. Like yeah, yeah. shitting in someone's bed is not a prank. <laughs> no, yeah, that's <laughs> ruining some sheets. That's awful. Yeah, because yeah. who's gonna just wash those and keep using them? Yeah, I mean, well, I guess I don't know. Kids shit the bed, and then well, that's different. Kids are gross. Um, this is true. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, to talk about wrestling to annoy your friend, right? Yes. So yeah, make so, sure you're listening, Christina. <laughs> no, I, I'm in all fairness. This is just something I've always had in my mind. So okay, you're familiar with uh, the Undertaker, obviously. Yes. Okay. Okay. So are you familiar with Bray Wyatt? Yes. Okay. So when they had a match at WrestleMania, like years ago now, and it was kind of lackluster. Undertaker goes over, of course, because at this time oh, yeah. the, the streak was still intact, I believe. Um. So I had this idea, and this is before he came. Uh, Bray Wyatt came out as the fiend. So in retrospect, that would work even better. But hear me out. So for that feud, they should have built it up, or the whole time, Bray being this like cult leader, supernatural, follow the buzzards guy, right? Oh, yeah. He's trying to seek the power of the Undertaker. He wants the power of the dead man. He wants the power from the urn. You know what I'm saying? This is wrestling. This is professional. Or this is you know, sports entertainment. Play this shit up. You know what I mean? Yep. Like he wants that power. So he takes Kane out. And then you don't see Kane for a while, right? They have a match. Bray Wyatt and the, his flock just take him out. And then there's a face-to-face in the ring with Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt's sitting there saying, I have the power of your brother. You know, Now I'm coming for your power. Yada, yada, yada. Undertaker can say whatever he wants. Bray Wyatt does the arm raise like Kane, drops, drops his arms, boom, fire goes off on the uh, the corners oh, yeah. of the ring, right? So yeah. n- now you have it. He's got Kane's powers. So you keep building to this WrestleMania match. You get to WrestleMania. They come out. They have their whole shindig. They go into this big brawl. They have it. There's maybe there's blood. You know, they're fucking fighting. And at, towards their end, like when you think the match is about over and Bray's looking at Taker, Bray could finish it at any second. Bray drops to his knees like he used to do and hold his arms out and just says, take me, Taker. Show me the ways of the dead man. Like, you know, just begging him to take him on, right? So Undertaker stands up and kind of holding his ribs and he's looking at Bray. And there's this, just they just leave that moment for tension where they're looking at one another. Undertaker grabs Bray by the throat lights go off fire explosion up by the uh the entrance way diversion they slip out of the ring slide under the ring lightning bolt hits the ring lights come back on they're gone right now you don't you don't see either of them undertaker rides off into the sunset or he comes back as the american badass because he's lost his power yeah bray comes back and he is now the all-powerful supernatural. He is the new Undertaker, not the character, but you know he is that now the supernatural person. And in retrospect, he comes back as the fiend. Like it had been fucking awesome, but no, they just had a shitty fucking story that they did. I don't know. It, was, it could have been done so much better. It's always bothered me. So I want to take that idea, but I want to swing your ending a little bit. So okay. I want to say, like you said. Uh, Bray Wyatt wants to take Undertaker's power, but he wants to like take it from him. He wants to, so like you say, he goes. Him and Kane have a bat, have a fight. He does some shit, like you said. Lights go out, and I would say like Bray like grabs Kane, like Kane's on his knees. Whatever, Bray grabs him by the face. Lights go out. 
lights come back on. It's just Bray standing there with Kane's mask in his hand, right? Like Kane's just gone. So then the feud continues, you know, stretch it over two, three weeks, whatever, where Bray has like Kane's mask, like sewn to his chest or hanging around his neck or whatever, right? So then have your WrestleMania match. You've got, you know, Undertaker and Bray, say Hell in a Cell, something like that, something crazy, where um, Undertaker and Bray are just beating the hell out of each other, right? And at one point, Undertaker um, gives Bray a choke slam through the ring. Like, he goes through the mat to the ground underneath, right? Okay. And then, like, everybody's standing there waiting to see what happens. And like you said, the fucking uh, lights go out. The fucking all four posts shoot the red fire up. And fucking, like, Kane is just standing there in the fucking hole that Bray went through. And just, like, Bray's gone. Like, you don't see him again for a while. Like, I think that'd be a cool-ass ending, too. But you're also talking about... (laughs) At least two, you are talking about one wrestler who's no longer with WWE, two that are, one that says he's retired for good, the other is pretty much retired. Like, I don't think Glenn Jacobs is doing much in-ring work anymore. Oh, no, 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 but, but this 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 happened probably six years ago. Yeah. So, like, this would have been back then. Um, I think, I think he, I th- he was only running for mayor back when this happened, I think. Uh, I could be wrong. I think that would have been a really cool, I mean, either way it would have been super cool, but I think that would have been really cool. It just, just it would have been a better way to do it than they did. Yeah. Well, you know, and you know the the writing wasn't hasn't been that great for WWE for a little while. It's it's starting to no, pick and, up a little bit. It seems like. And it's because they're they're finally bringing in people like Jeff Jarrett and stuff that like they know what the fuck wrestling is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where WWE was on this kick for a long time of bringing in a lot of Hollywood writers, and yeah, that made the promos and stuff sound more professional. Yeah. Um, but you can't count on every wrestler to be a Hollywood great actor to carry out the emotion that these people are looking for. You need people in there who are also in the wrestling business who are like, this is what makes sense for wrestling. So let's combine this idea that this Hollywood writer has and make it work for a wrestling role. And that's why like people like Bruce Pritchard and people like that, I'm happy that they're back in WWE because they can be that little volley of wrestling to the entertainment. You know what matches I want to see again? Did you you watch Ready to Rumble, right? The movie? Oh my god, dude. The triple cage thing? The triple cage match at the end of that movie. I want to see matches like that again. Like fucking AEW should bring in a triple cage match. Listen, I want you I want you to go back and on the WWE network, it's on Peacock yeah. for everybody that has it. WCW did a triple cage match. I want you to go back and watch that match. And I want you to tell me again and i want you to watch it again and then i want you to come back and have the same conversation with me because that match is a bunch of dudes trying not to get hurt <laughs> like <laughs> well that's what i'm saying is the wcw wasn't great but the one that was actually in the ready to rumble movie was great because it was all hollywood coordinated so oh, it wasn't yeah, yeah. actually real but i feel like the guys they have out there now you might could get some of those guys to take those scary ass bumps like you know getting choke slammed through the top of the third cage and falling what a hundred feet like oh yeah yeah i think the I safest well I, there's really no safe way to do that but the safest no. way to do that would be to you know each cage is going to break your fall some yeah but then you would need like a table underneath that because those yeah. tables that they have like while yeah you're going through a fucking table that's going to break your fall a little bit yeah before you smack that yeah. mat so and those tables are pre-cut so they're they're, they're giving they're not adding a lot of yeah. resistance to you yeah and usually you'll see if they're not pre-cut they have that big metal thing taken off 
the big rim yeah. that oh, makes yeah. it stable. So it's like when you see it's either that's gone or when it has that, I can guarantee you, like you said, there's a small cut on those metal yep. things that's going to make it snap right there. Yep. That's uh, why the tables the, always break perfectly in, in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Or until you get the ones that just like did land on them and the legs decide to break yep. instead. <laughs> yep. It's just like, oh, I bet that hurt. <laughs> I always wonder like the Mankind Undertaker thing. Uh, the Hell in the Cell match. I always wondered if they ever set up like the announcer's table with like an airbag underneath it hidden. It's like when you fall from that height and it hit it, it's like it looks like you're going through the table, but it kind of cushions your break, like breaks your fall a little bit. So I actually was listening to a podcast. I was talking about that match earlier today. Um, there is no like airbag or anything under there, but when somebody's going to go through a table, yeah. They gimmick the table to Yeah, they they take the bolts out break. of it. Yeah, they yeah. take all the stuff out of it so it'll just collapse when somebody gets slammed on it. And it's a hell of a visual. Oh yeah. It's a hell of, anytime somebody goes to the announce table, it's like, oh man. Now I know there was an airbag for uh when Shane McMahon like jumped off the the what's the fucking entrance thing called that in Oh the 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 Titan Tron. The Titan like he jumped off the Titan Tron like but he went down in a hole by the stage so I know there was an airbag down there to catch him. Yeah. Yeah, that airbag's name was Big Show. Yeah. No, I'm sure there was a, I'm sure there was oh, an yeah. airbag under him too cuz I don't oh, think yeah. Vince is gonna let his son pull something quite that crazy off but who knows oh fuck dude there was that one where i think it was jeff hardy climbed up there and did a fucking swanton off that but he did it i think whoever he landed on was on a table so they ended up going through yeah. the table which again breaks some of the fall yep um and uh, uh what was the one in the back in the it was a kurt angle uh flub where he fucking it was a shane mcmahon he tried oh, to throw through that wall and like he missed or something so it was him and Shane, and they were doing a, I don't remember if it was an I Quit match or a Falls Count Anywhere match, but yeah, he tried to give him a like belly to belly like to belly suplex, suplex over his head through the glass, yeah. and he just hit the glass, and it didn't break, and he just yeah. fell onto his head, and they picked, apparently, Kurt grabbed Shane, and Shane looked up at him and said, again, so he grabbed him and threw him again, and he went through it, and then they did that with like three different glass sheets of glass and it didn't break like two or three times Shane just kept telling him again again to the point that apparently Vince was mad as fuck because that's his kid you know yeah (laughs) yeah because he thought Kurt was just like oh it didn't break I'm gonna gonna do it again I'm gonna do it again not really Shane's like Shane I'll give Shane credit man he would sell shit he was not scared yeah like Vince had some funny shit he did back in the day now that being said the stone cold fucking stunner festival at wrestlemania man the fucking stunner like the that vince took was the fucking ugliest stunner i think i've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah yeah i i try to remember that vince is in his 70s though you yeah, know he, I mean? I mean, he's up there so i give him a little wee wee but yeah it was awful to it the point that austin awful. was laughing as he was coming down for the stunner he was already laughing yep. to be fair <laughs> though like that whole match was a little cringy to watch it because like you can see Stone Cold just like when he's stomping a mud hole, like he's moving slow. He is not like putting as much effort in. And like you say, he's older, his knees are gone. Like, so I'm like, all right, you know, that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, it's just like watching him, like, man, it just showing me how old this dude is now. Yeah. But at the same time, bro, like the way that crowd reacted when that glass shattered and he came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what they were looking for you know what i mean yep. that's that nostalgia pop man like, it was it was fan service and i it was yeah. great i was i was there for it um so isn't all hell hell in the cell is tonight right 
Is it? Uh, yes. It might. It Tom- might be tonight at eight. Oh shit! I might have to watch some of that later. Um, speaking of uh, Hell in a Cell, I was listening to Mick Foley's new podcast, which is called Foley is Pod, which is hilarious. I'm, I'm um, surprised it's not a I'm surprised it's not called I Only Give One Handshake. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he they were talking about the the match with Undertaker, and when he came back through the ring, or I'm sorry, when he came back through the curtain, Vince McMahon pulled him aside and said, Mick. That was the most goddamn impressive and biggest spectacle thing I've ever seen in my in my life. I don't ever want to see you do anything like that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that was cool, but Jesus Christ, don't do that. You're going to kill yourself type thing. Yep. And then uh, I know, speaking of the match, because that's one of my favorite matches. Um, when he went through the top of the cell, that apparently wasn't supposed to happen. Apparently, like, the cell just gave away. And yeah. like the first time, I think they were planning on him doing it, but it was like going to be in the middle of the ring. Like they had that panel kind of undone a little bit. So it'd be safer. And like, you ended up going through like in the corner of the ring. Well, so th- the way that I've heard it talked out is that that panel, he was supposed to go through the panel. He did. Right. Yeah. But they had a bunch of zip ties on it and he was supposed to get choke slammed on it. And then it would, it would give a little bit. And then get up and get choke slammed on it again, and then it would give more. And then the third time, it would give fully when he landed on it, and then it would drop him through. Yeah. Uh, they didn't expect him to go through the first time, so that's why that chair was sitting there. Yeah. Uh, so when he slammed him and he goes through the first time, he goes through, the chair falls with him, hits him right in the fucking face. Yep. Boom. And then he's just laying there on the ground. Yeah, he and said he blacked out for a little bit after that. The chair put his tooth yeah. through his lip into his yeah. nose and yeah. he, he said undertaker after the match he went up to him he's like what were you thinking standing up there just looking down at me and he goes mick i'm gonna be honest with you i thought you were dead <laughs> i was like wow that's powerful yeah and undertaker's ankle was broken in that match so wow. it, when he when he drops down from the hell in a cell and then let's go and lands on his feet and you watch him shake his leg that motherfucker dropped down from like 15 feet onto a broken ankle and just shook it off uh, like the undertaker is such a badass motherfucker man <sighs> oh yeah okay enough wrestling talk for now i won't bug anybody with more for this week um i'm gonna let you bring up this next one because i'm curious what so- this is this topic I put down, uh, we were a little light for topics this week, and I remember hearing about this earlier this week. Um, one of the original like creators of Xbox or founders of Xbox or something did an interview, and he said that he feels that Game Pass is harmful to the video game industry. And I have some opinions on that. Um, I don't know, you may have some as well. I agree that Game Pass is very consumer friendly. It is probably the most consumer friendly video game thing that's happened since they stopped putting pack in games with consoles. Um, you know, f- for those that don't know Game Pass, it's $15 a month. You get your Xbox Gold, which is your online membership. You get probably 200 games that you can play for free as long as you keep that membership uh, in good standing. And it's not just indie titles. There's a lot of indie titles, but you're getting all the Xbox exclusive games day one. So you're getting all your Halos, all your Gears of War, all your Bethesda. There's also, I just wanted to throw out there, there's a PC version as well that's only $9.99 yeah. a month. So yeah. yeah, there's a PC version and there's a mobile version. that you And if you pay for the Ultimate, you get all three of them. So... 
But yeah, you're getting all the Bethesda games day one. So like all your Dooms, your Skyrims, your Fallouts, they're all on there. So it's a hellacious deal. And you're talking about day one games that cost 60 or 70 bucks. You can play on Game Pass for free. But what's happening is no one's buying physical Xbox One titles or Xbox Series X titles or whatever. And that's what he's trying to say is it's hurting the industry. And I can see it because as owning a video game store, it's very hard for me to sell Xbox One games. They don't sell very well. I have a few friends that are store managers for various game stops. They all say the same thing, like Xbox One games don't sell. And I think the reason is even games that aren't on Game Pass, people aren't buying because they're content to just play what's put on Game Pass. They'll say, you know, all right, you know, I want to play Dying Light 2, but it's not on here. I'll just play Gears of War or I'll play Halo or I'll play Seven Days to Die or something like that, you know. And like, oh, eventually it'll get put on Game Pass and I'll just play it that way. And I can see that being detrimental to video games because you're not making that money from the software sales. But at the same time, Xbox has, uh, let's see, I want to look the number up because I haven't looked it up in a while. Um, it's a, they have a ton of people, uh, subscribed. Let's see, number of Xbox Game Pass subs. 25 million subscribers. So even, even at $10 a month, which I think is the cheapest you can pay for it, you're talking $215 million a month. That's a billion dollars every four months, three billion dollars a year. I mean, it's a lot of money. It's smart. Yeah, it's it's genius. I mean, if it was a bad idea, PlayStation wouldn't be putting their version out soon. You know, Nintendo kind of has their version with Switch Online where they're doing the NES, the Super Nintendo, the N64 and Genesis titles. And I mean, that's their wheelhouse. That's probably making them a ton of online subscribers just because people are like, oh, I want to play Super Mario 3. I want to play Golden Axe. I want to play F-Zero or Mario Kart 64. So I'll just pay the $50 for a year and I've got online and you put it on your credit card. You never think about it. The next year comes around and you see your bank account got debited 50 bucks. You're like, oh, well, I forgot about it. Uh, I'll, I'll cancel it next year and just a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. My, my thing with Game Pass is like, so... I can't tell you how many times I've started playing a game on Game Pass and went and bought it on Steam because I can't guarantee myself because I don't have a job right now. Like I literally, my income is the Steam Machine Patreon, the JRPG Report Patreon and whatever side work I can get while I'm applying to jobs and stuff, you know, and I can't always guarantee that I'm going to have 50 bucks or not, not 50, I'm sorry, 15 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever in my account to pay for game pass so if i'm in the middle of a game i'm really enjoying and all of a sudden my game pass is up and i can't play it anymore two point hospital right i was enjoying that but i don't have game pass now so i can't play two point hospital um i would rather wait and save the money and buy those games yeah so i have them so i can play them whenever the fuck i want like right now oh excuse me i sorry i had a burp come out of nowhere from the depths (laughs) of my belly that was weird um obviously with the steam machine podcast the whole reason i started that show is because i own way too many fucking games i've bought so many bundles and stuff when i was rolling in dough from work right oh yeah i could have my internet shut off or no i'm sorry let me say this i could never buy a game again and probably have games to play for the rest of my life oh yeah right but it's the fact of having it just in case whereas like with game pass it's like oh well i 
that's more of like uh, people who are like, I need to play this right now. You know, I have a month to play this game where it's yep. like, well, what if I want to play this game a little bit this month and then a little bit next month and everything? So if it takes you six months to beat a game, then why didn't you just buy that motherfucker instead of this paying for Game true. Pass? You know, but I'm not, again, I am not against Game Pass. I think that that is a wonderful fucking thing. And I think uh, that it's smart of Sony to get their shit together and try to do something similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering how theirs is going to turn out, but. We'll see. I've heard that the PS1 games have already been proven to be the same poor emulation they used on the PlayStation Classic. So, uh, yeah, well, we'll see. My my biggest thing is I'm going to be curious what they bring to the PC side of it. Oh, yeah. Because if there are like PS3 and PS4 games that I can play on PC that aren't available anywhere else, that'd be yeah. different. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, But... I mean, obviously, PS1, PS2, I just fucking emulate them. Or I throw one of my mini discs I have over here to my right into that PS3 over there, and I just play them. You know what I mean? Yep. Or I hook up the the, the uh, custom firmware PS3, and I've got anything I could ever fucking want to play on that thing. So it's like, you know, it's just, there are ways. Fuck these big corporations. Oh, yeah. Not all of, not all of them, but like, most of them. I, th- I think I've, I think I said this last week on the JRPG report. If there's no viable way for you to acquire a game from a company and that company make money from it, right? If the company is no longer selling those games and you can only get them through other ways, but the game is like a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, dude. Just if you don't have a thousand dollars, just emulate it. And yep. if you like that game enough to pay a thousand dollars for it, then by all fucking means, go pay a thousand dollars for it. And that's something I'll touch on that's with Game Pass is uh. It's a very good way for me to, or from my opinion, to get to try indie games that you may not want to pay 20 bucks for, but you're like, it's on Game Pass. I'll go check it out. And maybe you fall in love with it. And like you said, a lot of people will do it. They'll play it on Game Pass and they'll say, oh, you know, I love this. I want to get it on my Switch or I want to get it on my PC or whatever. And they'll go buy it and yeah. play it on there instead. Absolutely, dude. It's it's a great way to demo these games, and you might yep. you might play through the whole thing, or you might play enough that you're like, I'd like to really, I'd like to own this and get all the achievements and stuff for yep. it. You know? And so it's it's really it's quite good for that. It's oh, like yeah. uh, some some computer games, I'll pirate them and play like an hour or two, maybe three. Oh, yeah. And if I like it, I'll go buy it. And if I don't like it, I don't go buy it. You know what I mean? But I don't. I don't know. I it's been a long time since I've actually like downloaded and pirated a game and then beat that game. It's like I always yeah. just do that to try it. I'm like, I just want to see what this game is like before I spend hard earned money on it. That's all. Yep. Because I mean, back in the day, you had to spend you know fifty bucks on an N64 game, and if it sucked, it it just sucked. There was nothing yeah. you could do about it. That's you why I really liked. Oh, go ahead. You couldn't take it back to the store or anything. So. Yeah, that's why I really liked uh, PlayStation Magazine. Oh, yeah. Because it, it would come with those demo discs. Oh, yeah. And, and you got to play these demos. Dude, I can't tell you. I, I wish I still had. I hope I have them somewhere. I have a whole stash of PS1 and PS2 demo discs from those magazines back in the day. And some of them I played to death. And I never actually got to play the games. Like Medieval is a perfect yeah. example. I have that on my PlayStation 3 now. And I've been playing around with it here and there. But when I played to that first level, I knew where everything was at. Yep. Because I played the shit out of that first level on that demo. <laughs> Dude, my little delinquent ass would go in the Foo Line grocery store 
And like, you know, they'd polybag the demo disc in with the magazine and be on the yeah. magazine shelf. I'd fucking like just, you know, just take my fingernail, slit the polybag open, and just slide the disc out, sneak it in my pocket, go home, like just being a fucking <laughs> delinquent kid. Yeah, I, I had a subscription. Like that was the one magazine oh, yeah. I got per month. You know what I mean? I also got a Boy's Life, which was a Boy Scout magazine, but we yeah. didn't have to pay for that one. I just yeah. got it, <laughs> which Courtney was Courtney was surprised to hear that I was a Boy Scout. Uh, I, I think like we all of, were in the South, though. Yeah, I, it's all it's a very common thing down here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, did I tell the story about how I got kicked out? Like Maybe, did I actually I go into remember. the story? Well, I'll tell it again. Fuck it. So we were sitting there. We were at a campsite, or we were at a camp out at here at a uh, Goldhead down the street from me, and we had chili. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sum the story up in case I've told it before. So we had chili. Oh. Me and Alan were in charge of cleaning the chili bucket or ch- the pot of chili after we were done. So we put water in it, rinsed it out, sprayed it, rinsed it out again, filled it with water, and put it over the fire to boil, right to loosen up the stuff that had caked on the sides. And then we set it aside. Well, we didn't go back over there and immediately start cleaning it again. We were gonna have s'mores and stuff, and then go over there and do it. Oh yeah. Well, we had a new scoutmaster, and he was like still trying to be like i'm new here and i'm in charge yada 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 and his son was part of our troop now and he was a shithead he ratted us out for talking about miles was telling us his first experience with a girl and we were like how was it man and cody went back and told his fucking dad about it which whatever anyway oh let me let me revert real quick the first when we first got there we were like all right where's the water because our old scout master would always pack two big or two or three big cooler uh, not coolers. What are they like? The igloo things. Yeah, the water you, coolers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay. two or three of those full of water, you know. And if we needed to refill them, we'd go refill them or whatever. Oh yeah. And the scoutmaster's like, "No, y'all are in charge of that. Where's all that? St- where, where's your stuff?" And we're like, "Uh, well, you could have told us that before we came here, and we would have actually brought things, you know, if yeah. you would have told told us that." So I called my dad, and I said, "Hey, man, we don't have any drinks out here. Could you do me a?" Sol-? He's like, "I got you covered, man." My dad shows up. With a fucking cooler, a big ass cooler, full of like sodas and water bottles and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. So, I'll, his name, okay, so legitimately, my scoutmaster, everybody called him Sparky, right? So that's what I'm gonna call him, Sparky. And the other guy who we called Ranger Dick, my dad called <laughs> him Ranger Dick. It was this other dude who was a scoutmaster from Tampa who was there, like, for the first day to like help get things set up and whatever it was it was a big stupid thing all of us were really missing our old scoutmaster at this point right (laughs) so anyway ranger dick comes over looks in the cooler sees that there's soda in there and says nope soda's not allowed Uh. and my dad called me over because my dad was walking away and kind of heard this right so my dad called me over and he just said if you have any problems you call us because goldhead's like 15 minutes down the road yeah. he goes if you call us and one of us will come pick you. me or your mom will come get you right i was like okay i kept that in mind so ranger dick and or me and alan uh go to take my cooler over by my tent right oh, yeah. and the guy goes nope you're you're not taking that over there he's like you're not allowed to have sodas and i'm like for one i'm thinking who the fuck are you to tell me what i can and can't drink on a camp yeah. out like go fuck yourself right yep so he ends up they take my cooler and put it by the adults tent so that was the that was how this whole thing opened now flash forward back to where we did the chili thing so scoutmaster calls a meeting we all sit around the fire and he starts just going off about how we're all terrible boy scouts 
and how we're not prepared at all and we don't even know how to clean a pot properly. He was mad because me and Alan had taken a break from cleaning is what it was. Uh, right. So this dude turns around like he's going to walk away and he turns back around and he goes, oh yeah. And another thing, we're not going to call our daddies anytime we're a little thirsty. Got it? And at this, you bro, bro, yeah. at this point, I was boiling, right? At this point, I just went, screw you, dude. And I was trying to watch my language, right? Oh, yeah. And he goes, he goes, excuse me? And I said, no, dude, you have no reason to bring my dad into this. You're just being an asshole. And he is like, you can't talk to me like that. I lost it. I'll talk to you however the fuck I want to. I was like, fuck you, dude. You don't fucking talk about my dad like that. <laughs> he starts walking towards me. I'm like, uh-huh. dude, do not come fucking near me. I will knock your ass the fuck out. Boy, you don't have the capability to knock me out. Well, I started taking off towards him at that point. So I had three of my fucking friends that were in the Boy Scouts with me holding me back, right? Three of them. I was mad as fuck. I'm a big dude. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm mad as fuck. And he goes, you need to call your parents. You're out of here. I'm kicking you out of the troop, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, go fuck yourself, you fucking piece of shit. I might, I might have said some words to him that I wouldn't say these days, you know. Oh, yeah. um, but so I'm walking off. I punch a tree. I'm so mad. I just boom, punch this tree, go into my tent, call my mom. My dad is playing a show like my dad's playing a concert. He's yeah. a musician. And I call my mom and she's like, hold on. I got to go outside. I can't hear you. She goes outside. I'm like, come get me now. And I guess the way I said it, she was like, okay, I'll be right there. I tell Alan, because Alan was bunking with me in the tent. I said, bro, I'm going to leave my tent. I trust you to sleep in it, take care of it. He's like, he's like, dude, I got you. No worries at all. So what was the first thing I went and did? I went and got my cooler, took my cooler over, because they had taken all the water bottles out of the cooler and put them in with the food cooler that we had. So all of our bread got soggy from sitting next to water bottles that were cold uh-huh. and condensation and shit. These fucking idiots. Anyway, I went and grabbed my cooler. And I went out to the road and I loudly just crack, cracked open a Coke and started drinking it. Miles and Alan come walking up. I throw them some sodas. We're sitting there. We're drinking. My mom shows up. I load the cooler up. We leave. So as we're leaving, I get a phone call from Alan. Hey, man, just so you know, he called the cops on you. What? Hmm. Yeah, he called, he called the cops. They're on their way now. All right. So granted, again, I'm a big dude. But I was I was gone. They had no visual of me. So they show up and Al- Alan calls me the next day and he's fucking in tears laughing, telling me this. He goes, the cops showed up and we're listening to this grown ass man telling him that he called the cops because one of his Boy Scouts was trying to beat him up. And the cops were like, OK, yeah, we'll look into that. Yeah. You're, one of your Boy Scouts were trying to beat you up, sir. OK, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll check into that. So at the end of the weekend, we get a phone call. And my dad never really does did anything like this back in the day. And he picks it up and it's Sparky. Yeah. And he's like, is this Mr. Suter? Yes, it is. Hi, this is uh, Robert Milam. That's his actual name. If you want to send him hate mail, fuck him. I don't give a fuck. My name is Robert Milam and I'm the uh, head of the Boy Scout troop that your son is a part of. And after the events of this weekend, we think you know, we had a discussion as troop leaders and we don't think that Dalton should be in the troop anymore. We're uh, revoking his you know, Boy Scout yeah. Uh, whatever you know. and my dad goes oh okay I guess there's no reason for me to be talking to you then and he just hangs up and then he just points at the phone with the middle finger and goes fuck you you motherfucker mm. because I was a star oh, no I'm sorry I was a life scout so like I was about to be eagle yeah 
But I was so close to being 18 because I think I was like 17 at the time that I didn't have time to get into another troop and then do an Eagle project and all that. So I never got Eagle Scout, even though I was this close because of my temper. But you don't talk about my family, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was in Boy Scouts, but I didn't do, I didn't go with it that far. Um, I've got a kind of a similar story, but it was like a youth, a youth trip with the church. And uh, so we like all went to this uh, like a derelict neighborhood. We were staying in some like gym and doing like going around helping people in the neighborhood and shit like that, right? Yeah. So we go, we get on the bus or whatever we were taking, and the preacher tells us while we're already on the bus headed down there. Oh, by the way, you can only listen to Christian music while you're here while you're on the trip. So like we had already packed all our shit. So, like, me and my cousin had our, you know, our Walkmans and all that stuff. She had that DMX, like, the, uh, and then there was X album. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> you know, we're, I'm listening to Eminem. She's listening to DMX and shit, but we're just pretending, like, you know, it's no big deal. And, yeah. dude, so we get in the, we're staying in, like, a basket, like, sleeping on a basketball court or whatever, right? Um, Got all our stuff in bags. Like, the girls have one room and the boys have a room, sort of. Dude, he comes out. And talks to us, like me and my female cousin. And he's like, I want to talk to you about the music you're listening to. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, I went in your bag and I found this CD. And I put it in and I thought it was good Christian music. because on the And then there was X album. The first track is him saying a prayer. So he like listens to the prayer. He's like, I thought it. And then I heard the next song and you're not allowed to listen to this music. And she's like, why the hell did you go through my bag? Like, she's just a teenage girl. Yeah. You're talking about like a 50 year old man went through her bag while she wasn't there and took stuff out. She flipped the fuck out. And like, he realized the mistake he had made when she started flipping out. And, yeah. but then he's like, okay, since y'all wanted to listen to this stuff, nobody's allowed to listen to music on this trip anymore. And I was like, we'll see about that. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? People are so dumb. Dude, oh, that's yeah. like, my mom will be like, go get me my credit card out of my purse, and I will just bring her her purse. I'm like, I'm yep. not going through your shit. Yeah, I don't go through purses. It's it's weird to me. No, dude. When I was with Savannah, she'd be like, get me something out of my purse. I'd bring her her purse, and she'd get fucking mad. And yep. I'd be like, look, I'm not going through your shit. Like, yep. I just, I don't, I'm not going to do it. It's a respect thing. I'm just not going to do it. No. Um. Oh, okay. So you have this, and I have a couple in mind, brother. Uh, you. So what sparked movies with great endings? So I posted something in the Discord earlier today. Um, it was a memory I had from a Facebook post, and it was like a piece of paper somebody had hung in their office window that said, like, before you come in to talk to me, and it had like a list of bullet point stuff like, had a good had a good Memorial Day, had a good three day weekend, grilled, drank beer, blah blah blah. And at the bottom it's like it's like, no, I don't want to talk about anything. I hate this job, but because of child support and student loans, I'm stuck here. And like underneath it it's like, if I could go back and do it again, I would have just killed myself in the womb, like the director's cut of butterfly effect. And somebody in the group, let me look and see who it was, because I'm pretty sure they're listening. Uh, but my I brain think it was Jeff. I think, I think it so. Was Jeff. My brain doesn't work, so uh, where did I post that? Maybe it wasn't. It was in the. It was in general chat. Yeah, it was in general chat. Uh, it was Adam. Oh, Adam. Adam. Agreed. I was wrong. Yeah. Fuck you, See? Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. This is your fault. Yeah, Jeff. Um, 
And he talked about how Adam talked about how the director's cut was the first version he watched. And he was like, why do people hate the ending of this? It's so great. So spoiler alert. That's the first, that's the only version I've seen too, is the, that that's the ending. I I saw both. Um, So spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the butterfly effect, jump forward a few minutes. Um, The movie is basically a kid has like starts having blackouts and then as he gets older he realizes that his blackouts are his future self going to the past and changing things so like the whole the whole movie he's like as he's older he's going back to his childhood changing things trying to like because he had a shitty childhood and like his his best friend this little girl he loved had a shitty childhood too so he keeps going back trying to fix their childhoods but then like it always makes things worse as they're older so then, like, the original theatrical ending was he has, like, one chance to go back, and he goes back to a birthday pa- the little girl's birthday party and when he first met her, and he, like, leans over and whispers in her ear. He's like, fuck you. Don't you ever fucking talk to me. I don't want to see you ever again. But And, like, basically just tells her to fuck off. She's like, starts crying and stuff. He comes back to the future, and, like, everything's fine. He sees her on the street and like she doesn't recognize him or know who he is. So he's like, okay, good. Like I fixed it. Well, the director's ending was he goes all the way back to when he's in his mother's womb and he takes his umbilical cord, wraps around his neck and chokes himself to death. Yeah. That ending is so great because if you pay attention at the start of the movie, his mom had had like five miscarriages. So it kind of ties that into the point that they weren't miscarriages. It was her kids literally having this power they got from their dad going back in time and killing themselves in the womb. Like it made the movie like a million times darker. And it just, Oh, to me, it's one of the best endings in cinematic history. Yeah. That's, that's the only, that's the only ending I've ever seen for that. And it was on FX. I should probably actually watch the unedited version of that movie sometime. The, uh, <laughs> oh, that movie is amazing. Um, the theatrical ending is not bad, but it's kind of like, I Am Legend had the same problem. Um, God, I hated the end of that movie. See, and that's the thing. The theatrical ending to I Am Legend, spoilers if you've never seen the movie, watch some fucking movies. These movies have been out for a while. <laughs> the end, the theatrical ending of the movie, they're in the, they're locked in that like, whatever, plexiglass cell that they're in, right? And, you know, he's got the main zombie whatever's girlfriend on this, where he was trying to figure out a cure for the disease. He, like, opens the door and gives the girlfriend back, and the zombies just kind of fuck off, and him and the girl and the kid get to a a safe zone. Decent ending, but, you know, it's not that not that great. It's not epic. Whereas the, direct, the, direct, the director's cut ending, so much better. Basically, what happens is he gets the woman and the child, they go in the little, like, escape tunnel, and they get out of the room, whereas he cooks a grenade opens the door lets the zombies come in on him and just lets the grenade go and blows them all up the girl and the boy go find the safe zone and they tell his story hence making him a legend which makes the title i am legend make sense yeah and whereas if he lives he is not a legend i mean also he was kind of the bad guy in that movie like in, yeah, in, in a way like i mean they just wanted that fucking female vampire back like he just kidnapped her like if he just yeah. like our vampire yep. zombie whatever the fuck it was yeah whatever they were because um, like they they were hurt by sunlight so i'm 
it, I feel like they kind of mixed a few monsters in together to make these things that were in that movie. Um, I love that movie. Like that was in that era of Will Smith acting where he was like, everything he did was fucking gold. I am yeah. legend. Um, ha- uh, was it Hancock? Wild, uh, wild west. Wild, wild west. Like, <laughs> Dude, those movies, Hancock, to me, is one of the most underrated movies on the planet. Because anybody who hasn't seen Hancock, go watch it. It's basically, what if Superman was just a a righteous dick that was like, I don't owe anybody fucking anything. And like, dude, the unedited version of it, there's a scene where like he takes takes some chick from a bar or something back to his trailer. She's like riding him. And he's like... Oh God, I'm about to come. He's like, move it. Like he throws her off of it. And then it shows us like an aerial view of the trailer. And you just see like, poop, 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 like fucking a bunch of holes pop in the roof of the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh dude, it's fucking, that movie is great. I think I I need to go back and watch it because it's been years since I've watched it. But the movie that fucked me up back in the day was Mystic River. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh man, there's just so many twists and turns in that movie. It's it's like a serious drama type movie, but oh, yeah. highly highly recommended to anybody uh, who's looking for a movie that's just gonna fuck you up. Oh yeah. <laughs> but as far as like movies with great endings, um, you know, of course, the director's cut of Butterfly Effect, um, the new M Night Shyamalan movie, um, old. That had a really good ending. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> it. I think it came out this year or maybe late last year, but I think it was this year. And it's pretty good. Like I'm not big on M night Shyamalan movies because I've sometimes, most of the times his twists are kind of corny to me, but like this one, it was pretty good. And the ending of it was very satisfying. Yeah, I liked the village back in the day, but that was See, like one of his big first ones. So. Yeah. I didn't like it though. Cause I was like, like my buddy said with the village, if this was actually happening, they would have seen airplanes flying by like fucking drug addicts would have been wandering through that park to try to find somewhere to get high and fucked. Like they wouldn't have been just able to be secluded like that. But you never know. You never uh, know. Nah. There is there, no, are, there is no hiding in 20th century, 21st century. Um, Not in America. though. <laughs> Movie with a great ending, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that's a pretty good. One. I love that movie, dude. It just the way that they they pull that poster off in the end, and there's that yeah. hole that he'd been digging the whole time, and he crawled yeah. through shit, but he got, he got out. He's safe. It's fantastic, dude. You know, um, you know what might be slightly better than the actual Shawshank Redemption, the Family Guy episode of Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Did you see that? That was pretty good. I love you talking about the poster part. I love at the end of that where he's like, he's super pissed off. He throws a rock and it goes, it's like a poster of like fucking uh, Sonny the, Bono or something. It's the woman from 10,000 BC. Oh, no. In the, in no, the actual the, movie, it was the woman from 10,000 BC. Yeah. But no, in, in Family Guy, it's like Sonny Bono or somebody. He's like turned around with his ass sticking out. Like he throws the rock and it like goes right through where his asshole would be. And the warden like walks over and like sticks his finger in the hole and like pulls it out, sticks it in a couple of, Then like shoves his whole fist through and they pull the poster yeah. away. Fucking Family Guy's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um,. I don't know, man. I'm not a huge movie person. Like, I, I do like movies, but I'm much more of a series type guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so, trying I mean, to I, think of anything with truly exceptional ending. And yeah, um, I feel like I've covered most of the, the really big ones. Yeah. 
I the uh, I'll call it a movie. Um, the last season of Black Mirror that they had put up on um, Netflix. Oh, the yeah. final the final episode was like an hour and forty five minutes long or something like that. Which it one was, about, was it? It was the mechanic the uh, the mechanized bees were like oh they, yeah, dude that go watch that motherfucker. The ending of that I you're like god fucking damn love that episode where it's like that whole show where like people were fucking like voting on whether somebody got killed or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, the hashtag. Yeah. They started a hashtag yeah. thing, and it was just how. Uh, cancel culture and things like just pile on and th- the internet just because you can say whatever you want because there's no repercussions. Yep. But in that episode, there were repercussions. Yes, there were. It fucking big time. Yeah. His whole uh, spoilers for this episode, uh, if you've, you know, so we can discuss the ending of it, um, skip ahead a couple minutes. Um, when he just changes the way he looks because he had done the the hashtag himself and then he sets yeah. that program to kill anyone who had ever played that game that he had going yep. and that final scene of that chick in the the courtroom and they're talking about how many people had died from that i was like holy fucking shit dude yeah so good so good and then the uh there's another interesting fact there's an episode of black mirror it's called uh the black museum oh yeah i love that one too so the story about the doctor who would wear the hat and he experienced death and he kept wanting to get that rush. You know what I mean? Yep. That, that certain thing that was written by Penn Gillette. Nice. Just random fact, Penn and Teller. It was written by Penn. <laughs> Dude, one, one of my favorite, uh, episodes of black mirror, I think it's called white bear. It's the one with, uh, Oh, where they're in the cabin. Where the, no, where the girl wakes up in the apartment. She doesn't know where she's at and she's running around. There's people just filming her the whole time. Yeah, she's like, "What the fuck is going on? Why are y'all fit?" Because like, there's like killers chasing her, and like everybody she meets, they end up getting killed. And she's like, "She's like, why? Why are you just filming this? Why aren't you helping me?" And then like, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the episode, she had like, didn't she had killed somebody or something? And this was her punishment: was basically yeah. every day they like drugged her at the end of the day, put her in this apartment, and set up this whole scene. And so she was basically tortured every single day and all the people with cameras were like, it was a theme park and people were allowed to come visit the theme park. And, but it was like, you can't talk to her. You can't help her in any way. You can't say or do anything. You just stand there and record on your phone. And like, dude, that, that would be a fucking fitting ass punishment for shit like that. It would be, but that's also commentary on today's society where like people see something happening and their first thing to, their instinct is to pull their phone out and record it. Oh yeah. Instead of like going to help. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. just it's fucking that that show's brilliant. We could do a whole yeah. entire goddamn episode on Black Mirror. Oh yeah. If you haven't watched Black Mirror, definitely watch it. It's like each I mean you don't have to watch it in any particular order because each episode is kinda like Dalton said it's a mini movie. They're usually like thirty to an hour and a half long. Yeah. Um they're all like twist ending kind of things. Uh Shut Up and Dance is my fucking might be my favorite it's got the kid from end of the fucking world the one where he's like like locks himself in his room starts jerking off and then he gets a message and the guy's like i recorded what you did last night unless you want me to release it to the world i'm gonna you got to do this for me oh my god what a fucking intense fucking episode that was that i'm gonna put that on the list of great endings too because that fucking the ending of that was like holy shit that was a roller coaster of a ride yeah Dude, oh, yeah, we man. might have to do like an extra BS episode on just Black Mirror. I want to go through and watch them all again. Cause I was like, going to say, I'll, I'll rewatch them. Yeah. There's a couple that are like 
okay. None of the episodes are bad to me. I think they're all at least a couple are okay, but most of them are fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, the uh, fair warning for anybody who's like, I'm going to start Black Mirror. The very first episode is bizarre. It's bizarre um, and it's, yeah, it's very fucking bizarre. But you will know by the end of that. Well, I take that back. Watch the first two episodes because the first episode, you're probably going to be like, what the fuck was what the fuck yeah. was that? Watch the second episode and then you'll kind of see what this show's going for where it's like technology is the ultimate enemy. Oh, yeah. Really? And like yeah, I said, the- if you, even if you're like, I kind of want to try it out. If you really want to see the best of the best, watch a, one or two of the episodes that we've discussed here. Yeah. Like that is... Oh no, my favorite is the fucking uh the playtest episode. The fucking dude does uh he signs up for that VR uh playtesting job and they put him in that oh. in that old mansion by himself. That's right, that's right. That, and, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, watch playtest start it and watch playtest. And if you like playtest, <laughs> watch the rest of Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. Well uh I'm going to watch through them again. So maybe we'll, we'll do some side episodes talking about maybe oh, we'll yeah. break it down by seasons or something. Oh yeah. Cause there's so much, there's so much to touch on with those shows. I haven't done Bandersnatch yet. And I kind of want to do it cause I heard it's, Oh really man, good. if that's still available, uh, because I know there were some issues with them being sued for that. Uh, um, but if Bandersnatch is still available, dude, it's a fun ride. I went through and got like all the different endings and stuff that I could, Oh yeah, and it took a total of probably about two hours to see everything. And what a ride, bro! And I want to say for anyone it, who's unfamiliar, Bandersnatch is a. It was like the first of its kind, kind of. It's a streaming choose your own adventure story where it's a movie, but you pick different things, and the thing, the choices you make affect the outcome of what happens. And like, yeah. what's funny is they were saying like, oh, if you pick something and you try to rewind, it knows you rewound, and it will change the story. Because yeah. you tried to rewind. Yeah, it, it also, like, you'll get to points in Bandersnatch where it'll end, but it'll it'll ask you if you want to go back, yeah. and it'll take you back. And then, yeah, it keeps track of all the times that you go back and stuff, and it's it's really cool. Um, Yeah, definitely. Uh, We'll, we'll check out Black Mirror and get back uh, to talking about that at some point soon, because, oh, yeah. like I said, I need to rewatch them. But, uh, so, what's uh, what's your song of the week this week, my brother? Before we get into some community questions, my stomach is growling at me, so I'm gonna move things along. Yeah. Um. So my song this week is uh, hang on, let me make sure I say the title right. It is "Screwing You on the Beach at Night" by the Bloodhound Gang. I don't know if you've heard the song or not. Specifically, the Kate May I remix of the song. I fucking love the Bloodhound Gang. I think they're one yeah, of the too. fucking greatest bands. I put them in this genre with like Manson and Primus. It's like what I call weird music where it doesn't really fall in a traditional genre. It's just kind of weird shit. So like, but I fucking, this song is great because it's like Jimmy, who's the lead singer of Bloodhound Gang. It's kind of almost like an 80s song, but he's basically singing about how like the chorus, the chorus is uh fucking's cool, but Jimmy's the romantic type, and like he's talking about how like how romantic he is, and he's like one line is like uh talking to something about, could you believe you found a guy with a, with such a sensitive ponytail that can distract an aggressive hawk that's cornered you, <laughs> like dude, it's just the fucking most wild, outrageous <laughs> shit, like but it's such a fucking fun song to listen to. Oh yeah, dude, I love Bloodhound Gang. That's oh, good yeah. shit. If I need a pick me up, like 
I put one of their fucking songs on and it's just that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh the um, ballad of Chasey Lane. Like I yeah, fucking love song. that song. That shit picks me up whenever I'm feeling blue. Man, I didn't I'm, I didn't put any thought into this. So I'm just going to pull a song out of my ass. Uh Twilight of the Thunder God by Amonamarth. Nice. Uh just fucking rocks. Uh blistering drums and guitar to start off and I mean it's it's about Thor, so Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just fucking good shit. Amon Marth's great, dude. Viking metal all the way. Now, now let me ask you this. Do they know how to play their instruments? <laughs> yes, very well. Okay. Actually. Uh one of the coolest things ever, when I won my Jaeger guitar, they were the opening band on the main stage and we were playing before them. So like while I'm up there playing this guitar solo and stuff, behind me yeah. is the front of a Viking ship because they're drum set is set up on a viking ship like the hull i guess it'd be the hull or the stern i don't remember whichever one the front of the bit so there's just this big fucking ship thing on the stage nice. behind me and it's like this is so cool this is so cool <laughs> yeah i love them on they're good they're good stuff um nice. all right so community questions don't don't have many but we got some good ones this week um one from my co-host, actually two from my, three from my co-host from the Steam Machine Podcast, Willie. He's getting it in this Willie week. Willie is uh, on his, it this week. His first question is, uh, what is your favorite planet? So I took this a little bit further. We talked about it before the show. Um, I'm going to say let's pick our favorite planet and let's pick our favorite fictional planet. Um, my favorite real planet, I'd probably have to say Mars. Um I always loved, like, I thought Mars was super cool as a kid. Like, I thought Martians were cool, like, the whole vibe around it. I think it's it's probably the most habitable planet in our solar system outside of Earth. Like, it would take a fucking lot to get there. Um, speaking of, there's a game on Steam I actually own called Mars Simulator, I think, or Surviving it- Mars. Oh, Surviving Mars, okay. I have that. I love that game. It's fucking amazing. Like, if you ever want to download that and, and play together, I'm fucking down for some co-op. It's basically SimCity on Mars. Oh, that's what's up. That's so, what's up. I'm that's down. That's like, uh, I have Civilization Beyond Earth. Oh, yeah. And it's like all this, but they're not real planets. They're just alien planets. But yeah, it's the same thing. Where it's, like, it's just super fun. Uh, if I was going to pick a real planet, Saturn. Saturn's I think pretty cool. Saturn's the coolest looking planet. Oh yeah, uh, I love its rings. Um, and Tool has that song. Uh, oh fuck, The Grudge is what it's called. The Grudge that talks oh, yeah. a lot about Saturn and stuff. And uh, it's always always been one of my favorite planets. Plus, I like the name Saturn. I wouldn't drive a Saturn, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I like the name Saturn. It's just I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, it's not a bad one. So fictional planet. Uh, mine would be Omicron Percy I eight, sir. Nice, nice. Um, so I had a few I wrote down, and I was also thinking of planets that I would want to like visit or live on or something. Um, I think Coruscant from Star Wars would be kind of cool because it's like super technologically advanced as far as like visiting there. Yeah. Um, Pandora from uh, Avatar. Oh, pretty cool. From Borderlands, I was like, "Why would no. you want to go there?" Okay, no. yeah. Yeah. Avatar. Yeah, that's much. much like, more it's more really pretty. But like, I think about places like Pandora and Dagobah, and you know, places like that. Think about the fucking like 
bugs and shit you would have to deal with in these like swampy tropical planets. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm an indoor yeah. cat, so I don't know if I'd like <laughs> it. And I also put down Ego, which is uh from the, it was in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 movie. It's actually a Marvel character who is a living planet. And like, basically, Ego can create things on the planet the way you want them to be and stuff. So that'd be kind of cool. But Ego's kind of a Kind of a backstabby douche too, so gotta be careful how long you don't wear out your welcome while you're there. Yeah, uh, I can think of one more, um, but it's funny that his name is Ego and he would yeah. stab you in the back. Who would have thought? Yeah. Like, Who would thought? Who would have um, thunk? <laughs> Nern, which is the the planet that the Elder Scrolls games takes place on, is Nern. Uh, uh, I like really, that. Do you really want to go run away from dragons and shit though? Get I would, stabbed I by lizard people. I wouldn't go to Skyrim. Okay. Uh, I would go to Cyrodiil, the Imperial City. Well, you know dragons fly and shit. <laughs> yeah, but they stay in they stay in Skyrim. Go, go play think, Oblivion. Go you play Oblivion. They, you, think they play, you think they stay in Skyrim? They might have just been vacationing there. <laughs> nah, nah. But uh, that or like Valenwood. Uh, they haven't done any games in Valenwood yet. I think I think you can go there in Old School Online. Um, it's big forest. It's where the Wood Elves are from. You yeah. know, uh, elsewhere, uh, where the Khajiit are from, like the deserty tropical paradise area, that would be cool. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, you don't have to go to Skyrim. That's one thing about Skyrim is like, I love that game to death, but goddamn, it's just like mostly snow. And then, like, I really enjoy the areas that aren't snow because it's beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like, that's why I, I hope the next game, while I know it's not going to be Valenwood, I hope eventually we do get an Elder Scrolls Valenwood game because I want to see what they can do with a fantasy forest. Oh, yeah. You know? Give me bioluminescence. Give me big, giant fucking trees. Give me bushes and pretty flowers. And just give me the fantasy giant, forest I want. Giant spider monsters and shit. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Like, uh, you look up and there's these massive trees and there's a fucking huge web and there's now, just this big ass spider. Now, I will say, because you know me, I have not played any Elder Scrolls games because, I mean, they're fucking. They're hard to look at. They're like Deadpool. They're hard to fucking look at now. They're not pretty on console. I know PC, you can do all kinds of mods and shit on console. They're ugly. Like I said, I tried to start Skyrim like within the last year and I got like basically through the fucking breaking out of prison and the tunnels and shit at the beginning. And I was like, this is boring. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, That being said, since the new one will be next gen, it will be probably unreal engine 5 it will be fucking gorgeous i'll probably try it out that's all you can do man and if it sucks to me like i said i don't like to say things suck but if i don't like it i'll just bitch about it on the podcast yeah there you go there you go and i'm still, gonna like it no matter what <laughs> if we still have a podcast in 27 years when that game finally comes out <laughs> oh man yeah yeah i got my fingers crossed that it'll happen in my lifetime at least um yeah. Willie's second now, question. Now I will oh. say before we move on, Willie said Earth was not was not was excluded from the list of planets we could choose. I'm going to say Earth may be my least favorite planet because that's where all the assholes live. Like, there that's are no assholes true. in the rest of the entire solar system except here. That we know of. Yeah, <laughs> we do. It would be funny if you land on like Jupiter and the first person person you meet's like, "Who are you? Go fuck yourself. Why are you talking to me?" You're like, "God damn it! It's the same yeah. everywhere. It really is the same everywhere." <laughs> He just comes up, kicks you in your shins, like, get the fuck off my lawn. It's like, you're like, oh, I, shit, I'm getting out of here. I tell my grandpa, I'm like, dude, I want to 
I want to get out of fucking Keystone, man. I, I I hate this place. And he's like, well, people are the same everywhere you go. And Dude, I'm like, sure. yeah, but I could I could move to somewhere where there are less racists and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I could at least minimize that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Willie's second question: Are there any other frequent culprits from your local road assholes? So yeah, we talked about this in the last episode, the episode before, talking about you know the worst the worst drivers on the roads. Um, I say. Any luxury small SUV drivers like Lexus and Mercedes and BMW SUVs. I will add to that list guys in jacked up trucks. I was about to say the same thing. Especially Literally. young younger guys in jacked up trucks. There is no fucking reason that your truck should be so goddamn tall that your headlights are coming through the back window of my Explorer. Yeah. And, and, and then, blinding me. Like, what like, the fuck? I go to Walmart one night and there's two of them parked like three, four, like parking aisles apart fucking revving their engines at each other and it's like really like are your dick so small that you have to spend all your free time burning gas in a walmart parking lot to like prove your dominance i literally anytime somebody drives by with a really loud muffler on that truck i just say to myself sorry about your dick bro yeah i, I started yelling it when they drive by <laughs> sorry about your small dick i'll tell you Excuse me. Um, around here, I don't know if you deal with this up there much. They call it either the Bradford Sag or the Palacaline or whatever the fuck they want to call it on here. It's stupid as fuck. The people that jack their truck up and then they lower the back end. The uh, Carolina Squat is what they called it up here. And so fucking dumb. I hate it, but North Carolina made it illegal at the end of last year. Good for so them. So we don't, we don't have that here anymore because they made it where you can only... The front and rear suspension can only be so many inches apart or like two inches difference or something. My whole thing was like, I get that they're trying to go for the hot rod look, but A, hot rods did it the other way. And B, they did it because their back wheels were bigger than their front wheels. Like that was the whole fucking reason for that. They didn't just do it because they were like, oh, this looks cool. It looks like my truck squatting down to pee like I do. looks like my truck is tucking tail and running away. Stupid fucking stupid i like never yeah understood. i i never like that up here um, and then there was there was guys around here too that were doing this thing where they would take a pickup truck and they would cut the top of it off and lower the top so it made the top look squished down and yeah. then they would get their truck and lower it as close to the ground as possible and i'm like dude you know how many fucking road bumps and stuff there are around here you can't I, try there's dirt roads say- I can't say shit because I was a mini trucker back in the day. But what the fuck? I don't get it. But uh, dude, uh, up there though, I don't know how it is where you live. But around here, it's probably uh, not any better. There are more dirt roads around here than there are concrete roads, and then yeah. we have speed bumps everywhere because there's like schools and stuff. And it's like, how I mean, do you drive mini trucking? You got to hit that speed bump at a fucking like a, diagonal. A snails crawl. You got to hit it to where your front tire, the first tire hits it. And then by the time the second front tire hits, the first rear tire is hitting it too. So you kind of teeter totter over it. (laughs) Like too much fucking work for me, bro. (laughs) Now, like, like I was, went to the movies the other night to see uh, Dr. Strange and the way to get to my theater from where I'm at, you like to go like across the highway or across the technically the highway and turn left into this uh, shopping center. So we're stuck behind this pickup truck. I'm like my buddy and his girlfriend are in the car in front of me and this pickup truck's in front of them. And this is one of those pickup trucks where like he's cut the mufflers off or some shit. So it's like thumping my eardrums two cars back and he's going like seven miles per hour. 
And it's like, why the fuck does your fucking ratty ass, like 1992 Chevy pickup truck need to be so goddamn loud? It's not fast. You're barely fucking moving. And you're like popping my fucking eardrums. Like just fucking just admit you have a small penis and just move on with your life. Now he didn't have it like jacked up and shit. Like I used to be into the loud exhaust and stuff. Now the only thing I'm going to put exhaust on is if it's a legitimate sports car. You know, and then even now, like the legitimate sports cars, there's a company called Army Tricks. It's one of my favorite exhaust companies. They make titanium exhaust systems because they're for high end cars, but they're, they're electronically baffled. So there's a baffle in them that you have a remote for, like your, like your door unlock remote, and you can open and close it, or you can set it to where, like, at X RPMs, it opens up. And when it goes below those, so basically when you, when you put your, put your ass in it, it, opens up and it's and when you're cruising down the highway or you're riding through your neighborhood it's quiet because yeah you you get up to leave for work at 6 a.m your neighbors don't want to hear better 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 just while yeah, you're absolutely. fucking rolling through the uh the hoa the neighborhood. neighborhood yeah, yeah absolutely dude. what the fuck people yeah um all right this next one, this next one, I have, I have a few. Um, so I'm gonna let you go first on it if you'd like. Uh, Willie wanted right. to know this is his final question. Uh, what are your favorite and least favorite cover songs? So I did this. I just picked one of each because, like you said, I know you you want to go on with a little bit. I'm gonna, I probably could, but you know my brain, I'm terrible on the spot. So my favorite by far is. I don't know if you played The Last of Us Part 2. Um, the girl who voices Ellie in The Last of Us Part 2, Ellie plays guitar. So you're walking through this like music shop with, spoiler alert, with Ellie's girlfriend. And she finds a guitar. And there's parts in the game where it's really cool. Because basically, you get a little like spinner wheel with the different chords on it. And it'll like light up a chord and you have to push the one of the sticks in that direction and then drag your finger across the touchpad. So it's like you're strumming a guitar and you hit a few notes and she's like playing a song and then you do the, about eight or ten notes. It takes over with a cutscene. She does. I'll send it to you. She does the most beautiful cover of Take On Me. Like, you know, so Take On yeah. Me. By AHA, yeah. Dude, that song like fucking brought tears to my eyes almost like this is the most beautiful version i've ever heard of that song that that album actually came out they put it out it was uh what was it called it was the last of us part two i want to say it was like side b that's what they called it um i'm gonna look it up real quick let's see cover there's uh the last of us part two covers and rarities and it's only five songs it's troy baker who voiced joel and ashley johnson who voiced ellie singing these songs and do like i'll send you like a youtube video of the entire album because it's only five songs yeah. fucking just absolutely beautiful music on it so that's my oh, pick yeah. for a favorite cover my least favorite the one i could think of off the top of my head i'm sure there's other ones um would be i don't know if you've heard it it's a fairly new song but it's called cold heart by dua lipa it is a somewhat of a cover of Rocket Man by Elton John, but it's just not good to me. Like, it's not a bad song, but I just don't really like it. Um, Elton John actually sings on that song. He signed off on it. He's cool with it. Like, it's not 100% a cover of Rocket Man, but 
I just don't like it. Like, it's just not good to me. So I will say runner up for best cover song is uh, Disturbed's version of Sound of Silence. I think yeah. I might like that version better than the original version. <laughs> like, that version um, is fucking intense. Okay. So I'm going to take what you just said and split it in two. My oh, favorite right. dis- my favorite Disturbed cover song they've ever done, they covered Midlife Crisis by Faith No More. And it's yeah. stupid good, right? It's just, it's nice. really good. Now, my favorite cover of The Sound of Silence is by Nevermore. Oh, yeah. Uh, which they, they take it and they turn that song up to 11, like not in the same way Disturbed did. Like, I'll, I'll have to send it to you so you can hear what I mean. Um, but favorite covers, oh man, uh, Downplay, Cruel Summer, um, Ghost, Here Comes the Sun, Ghost, uh, I'm a Marionette. Uh, typo negative hey peter which is hey joe by uh uh Jimi hendrix yeah um, i almost said lenny kravitz so like, that's not right <laughs> T- uh typo negative did cinnamon girl by neil diamonds fantastic um this band Allegion did roundabout by yes and they fucking killed it son killed nice. it so fucking good uh God, I, there's so many cover songs that I really, really, really enjoy. There used to be a band that I listened to. What were they called? Oh, God, I wish I could remember the name. They covered Don't Fear the Reaper, and it was really, really good. Um, I don't like him's version of Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. I, I like him, but I don't like their version of that. Um, I could probably think of another hundred uh, songs that are covers that I really enjoy. Um, I won't bug everybody with just naming them off right now like the comic book guy like oh yes the uh the other one i like is this by this band um hmm. but i'll say my least favorite cover oh boy without a shadow of a doubt is knocking on heaven's doors by guns and roses i uh, yeah. fucking ruined that song who the fuck told axel rose it was a good idea to take this beautiful bob dylan song and absolutely just shit all over it with his <laughs> like fuck bro lay off the heroin like jesus christ fucking off i really like i respect guns and roses and they have some songs that rock but i had a friend of mine tell me one time that she thought that axel rose had the most beautiful voice in the history of rock and roll and i told her that she was fucking stupid because i don't tell many people their opinions are stupid for their musical opinions but uh, there are two opinions that I've heard that are really fucking stupid, right? And it's Axl Rose is the greatest rock singer of all time, and it's that metal musicians don't know how to play their instruments. Yeah. You stupid ass. <laughs> like I said, I should yeah. get you charged <laughs> up with that one. No, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I'm going to change the next one. Jeff asked what was our favorite out of these three movies. I'm going to change it. Fuck, Mary kill. Young Frankenstein, Caddyshack, The Big Lebowski. Okay. Uh, I I got mine, so I'll tell you. I'm gonna yeah, marry go the Big Lebowski. I'm gonna fuck Young Frankenstein. I'm gonna kill Caddyshack. See, I'd probably marry Caddyshack, fuck Young Frankenstein, and kill Big Lebowski. Caddyshack, so, I fucking love both of those movies. They're classics to me. Young Frankenstein is funny, but to me, it's not as good as Caddyshack. Big Lebowski for me is overrated. I yeah. think the reason I say that is. I didn't see it for a long time and everybody I talked to just fucking jerked it off as the best movie ever made and all. So it was, it was li- trying to live up to a lot of hype. And when I watched it, I was like, eh, it's okay. So yeah. like, I think that's what killed it is everybody saying how great it was. I went into it blind, you know, 
So to me, it's just classic stoner comedy. Just really tremendous. Oh my God. My brain just, dude. Okay. Going back real quickly. Movie with a great ending. American Beauty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Holy shit. Like my brain just like flashed that ending through my head real quick for some fucking reason. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. American Beauty. Amazing. Oh, for sure. Um, but no, man. I have nothing against Caddyshack, and I, I love all three of those movies. You know what I'm saying? But I just I have a special in my place, place special place in my heart for The Big Lebowski for the time in my life that I saw it with the people that I did, and you know things like like that. Oh yeah. Um, if you were seeing Willy Wonka's Chocolate Room for the first time, what would be the first treat that you'd go for to eat? Uh, Jeff would go for the big gummy bears. I'd probably agree with Jeff. Probably the big gummy bears are either uh, nerds or maybe that fizzy drink that makes you float. I think that'd be kind of cool to try. So if we're going into that room and I'm hearing Gene Wilder sing pure imagination and I'm looking around, uh, I do agree that the giant gummy bears would be very tempting because I absolutely adore gummy bears. Oh yeah. Um, but dude, when just how delicious did that little teacup that Willy Wonka had that he like takes the sip of the drink and oh, then he yeah. takes a bite of his cup, bro, I want one of those, man. Oh yeah. Give, give me a white chocolate you know, a white chocolate thing with some milk in there and then I drink the milk and then I can eat the white chocolate cup. Oh my God, bro. Oh, yes. Absolutely. In the the words of the internet, yes, bitch, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It would be so good, dude. I I love Willy Wonka. That's such a good movie. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. My dad's too. Like, it's such a good movie. It's it's funny because if you boil it down to its major plot points, it's basically... uh, a guy owns a factory full of OSHA violations and he dumps it off on an, an unwitting kid yep. to avoid any penalty. <laughs> like, do yep, you know how absolutely. many people died in that factory? <laughs> like, fucking Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory was Hunger Games, just way, or not Hunger Games, it was a squid game, just way less intense, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Living um, in a world of OSHA violations. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I love them. I, I like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as well. I, I respect that that goes more along the lines of the book, and I have read yeah. the book as well. Um, but there's just something about that classic movie. I mean, it's Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder has this magic with him. that Absolutely. Just, like, uh, do you ever see uh, he no, See No Evil, Hear No Evil with him and Richard Pryor where Richard Pryor was blind and he was deaf and they like stumbled no. upon a murder? I watched oh, one of their other movies movie. together. They did a couple movies together. Oh, yeah. They did a like, few of them. Yeah. Um, the one that I watched was uh, where they, they, they end up going to jail and they're walking in and Richard Pryor's like walking. He's like, what are you walking like that for? And Richard Pryor's like, you got to be bad when you're in jail. Yeah. You, you got to be a bad motherfucker. He's like, all right, I'm going to be a bad motherfucker. You're not going to take no shit. I'm not going to take no shit. No shit at all. No shit. <laughs> and they get in there. That dude strikes the match on his chest hair. And Richard Pryor's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, dude, it's such a good fucking movie. I don't oh, remember the name of it, though. Oh, what was that one? Oh, uh, it, I I do know uh, the hear no evil, see no evil is one that I've always wanted to watch. I just never got around to it. Uh, watch it. It's fucking amazing. Oh, what the oh, fuck? God, I know the one you're talking about. Stir crazy. Stir crazy. Yes. Yeah. Tremendous film. Tremendous film. You can actually, if you um, look up that, the first video that shows up on Google is the we're in prison scene. <laughs> yes. It's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> Uh, and then um, our our final question for the week, um, 
was from Kana. And because Kana is super pumped about the new Warhammer Horus Heresy pre-order dropping soon, and I want to say that I'm pumped about the new Owlcat Studios game. They did the uh, Pathfinder computer games. They are doing a Rogue Trader, Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader RPG. And that looks... like I mean, Owlcat does good shit, so like I just can't wait for that. Um, So, Kana was curious, what Space Marine Legion would we be in? And she provided us a link in case, you know, we don't, because obviously we don't have that too much information. So we did kind of like the, what, which would you be in type thing, yeah. right? Basically, um, uh, we'll, we'll add the link in the show notes or Dalton will, cause I don't do anything but show up. I'm the talent. Dalton's all the behind the scenes <laughs> magic. Um, we'll add the link to it. And, uh, basically you go through and it's like, it, it gives you a scenario and it gives you a few options to choose. You choose the options only like, six or eight questions and it'll give you your your like legion or whatever yeah and it'll give you like wallpapers you can download or you can share it on your social media or any of that stuff so what what uh what did you get good sir and i believe it gives you a description so yeah i ended up in the dark angels says we've assigned you to the dark angels the secretive dark angels were among the first space marines created by the emperor led by the noble patriarch lion l johnson their ranks and titles owe much to knightly traditions. So it sounds like I'm more in a uh, like a, a group of knights, I guess. Oh yeah, I I don't know the difference in all of these really. <laughs> yeah, I know but nothing I got, about Warhammer. So I got assigned to the Salamanders, and it says uh, we've assigned you to the Salamanders. The Salamanders believe in strength of sacrifice. Their primarch Vulcan seeks to protect the citizenry of the young Imperium and with the flame and hammer of his legion cleanse the galaxy of greed and corruption. Um, and also, I pulled it up on Wiki to see a little more about them. And it says, the Salamanders are one of the Loyalists' first founding chapters of Space Marines. Uh, they originally served as the Imperium's 13th Space Marine Legion during the Great Crusade and the Horus Heresy. And for some time before the return of their Primarch were known as Dragon Warriors. Nice. Their home world is the volcanic death world of Nocturne. That's a lot of intense shit, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. I think that uh, I, hopefully we wouldn't be enemies, but we might be. I don't know if our, you know, if our warring legions, I don't know. But uh, Kana will have to let us know if our legions are on the same side or not. Yeah, please let us know, Kana. This could be like a running thing. Yeah. <laughs> we, we figure out how many times me and Jeremy would end up in separate, <laughs> separate oh. battles. Like, all I know is Jessica Alba's on my side because we're the Dark Angels and she was Dark Angel. I can't believe you fucking pulled that reference. That's fucking impressive, sir. <laughs> Pull, pulling deep from that well of Fox shows. Well, I'll say then that I would have Nate on my side because if we were known as Dragon Warriors, he really liked Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you have Jessica Alba. I have Nate. Who's winning? Me. You might could, you might could also get the... Uh, the gecko from uh, the Geico commercials. From Geico, <laughs> hell yeah! That's a few, what's a, a few axolotls. They're pretty popular now. <laughs> Some salamanders. Oh my goodness! Well, brother, that is about all we that we have for the community questions and stuff, man. So, uh, would you like to? It's, it's, you did the intro. Do you want to run through the uh, the ending links here, sir? Uh, sure. Um, if you would like to send us an email, ask a question anonymously, or how whatever you want to do in our email it is yet another bs pod at gmail.com 
If you're not in our Facebook group, you can join that. We post our weekly questions posts there, funny memes, you know, videos, whatever. So uh, facebook.com backslash groups backslash yet another BS podcast. Uh, we're also on Twitter at YabsPod, Y-A-B-S-P-O-D, or you can reach out to me or Dalton at, at Just Call Me Jezza and at Super Nerd Dalton. Dalton has also put together a really nice little website that collects all the shows, the show notes. You can listen right from that site on your PC. Uh, it is yabspod.wordpress.com. Um, anything else you want to pitch out there? Yeah, you can also check me out on the Steam Machine podcast uh, where we play through PC games. This is me and my buddies, Nate and Willie. Um, and if you want to come join that Discord, it's bit.ly slash TSMP Discord, all capital letters. Um, and there is a whole section of the Discord for Yabs Pod as well. So come in there, hang out with us. Uh, you can also catch me on the JRPG Report. It is very much the opposite of this show. It is a uh, family-friendly news show that I do every week. Um, I did take a bye week this week because there wasn't a ton of news. And then the day after, like a bunch of news drops. So this next week is going to be like packed, and it's going to be a good one. Uh, if you want to come check that out, please do. Also, uh, I was looking at our analytics, and I realized that we are on Spotify and we are on Anchor. I never put us on iTunes, so I need to get on that and get us up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought I had done that, but apparently I never finished it. So I'll get on that and try to get us up on iTunes um, as well. And any of the other places, too, because there's like a bunch of different places I can host, too. So I'll try to get it as many places as I can. I think that about does it for me, my brother. I think that does it for both of us. Then. All right. Well, then, for this week's episode of Yazpod, he's Jeremy. My name's Dalton. And as always, guys... Take it easy.